good evening. It is Sunday, April 28th. It's almost 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. I figured I would get on here tonight to try to give some people some Monday morning motivation. Hopefully your week starts off amazing and you're able to push through and create an amazing week. Uh, But the topic I wanted to touch on tonight is the game changes when you understand the system. Now think about that. The game changes when you understand the system. And as you think about that, that probably means a million different things to a million different people. But what I mean by that is a couple, actually, I'm going to say three different things is what I mean by it. One, it means you understand your role. So when I say you understand your role, it doesn't matter what you do. So whether you're in corporate America, you're in the private sector, you're an entrepreneur, you're a a dad, you're a mom, you're a sister, you're a community helper, whatever it is, whatever you do, whatever you're a part of, do you understand your role and what you're responsible for? Not just your title, but literally what are you responsible for within that group or that organization or that committee or family? Two, understanding the structure. Not only are you not only do you understand what you're responsible for, but you understand what other people in the organization and the family and the community and whatever. You understand what they're responsible for. You understand how how things move, how things happen. And that's very important. And then three, you understand where the power is held. And I know a lot of us live in this space where, oh, we're all created equal. Oh, you know. No, it's it's a democracy. You know, I I want your feedback. I need this. And don't get me wrong. There are spaces where that is very important. But for the most part, there's someone in your organization, family, community, your business. They have the power to say yes, no, go do this, make this happen. And that's a part of life. Like we can go along believing that it's all equal. It's not. I think we're all created equal. But as you start to make decisions and choices, that equality changes. If you're making bigger decisions, more impact, more responsibility, your decisions become more important. Now, I know that's not the corporately, corporate politics. That's not correct to say. But reality, regardless of your, your, your place, even in the family, everything's not equal. Like there's a mom and dad. <laughs> they run stuff. The kids don't run it. That's it's not, not how it works, but you got to understand where the power is held in the organization that you're with, whether it's organization, family, community, you name it. So those are three real pillars. When I say the game changes when you understand the system, you've got to understand those three things. One, what's your role? Two, what's the structure and how it works? Three, who holds the power? Why is it so important to understand who holds the power? Because like hypothetically, if you're entry level, You may not need to know who the CEO is and what they do and how they do it and all that, but you should definitely know who your direct leader is and what they do and how you need to interact with them and how they get the results they get or how they don't get the results they don't get. But you've got to understand where the power is held so that you understand your role within the group, the organization, the family, blah, blah, blah. And I think what I just talked through is the reason why people don't like corporate America you know, some love it, some hate it. But most people that jump into corporate America, they want whatever it is, money, responsibilities, titles, uh, benefits, whatever it may be, they want it faster. So like corporate America, man, that's a, that's a trap that you're working for the man. And I think a lot of times you can have that saying, you can say that. And I think there's three different types of people 
when you get into that space, when you work in that corporate America and you start to hate corporate America, and I'm not, I'm not saying the best thing to do is be pro-corporate America or pro-entrepreneur or anything like that. I'm just giving you what I've seen, what I've watched, what I've witnessed from my career. I think a lot of people look at this corporate America or private, uh, private groups, private sector, and they say, are you working for the man? I'm not getting paid enough. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But are you getting better at your job? Are you learning things you're supposed to be learning? Are you taking personal development uh, as a responsibility for yourself to make sure you're getting better so you can start getting the money you're supposed to get or that you want to get? If you're not, don't get mad at the quote unquote man. Get mad at yourself. But when I think about this, I've seen, I've seen witness, watched, however you want to say it. So many people quit. Actually, let me back up. I think there's, there's three different ways that people get into or get out of corporate America or view corporate America. And I think as you look at the title of this, the game changes when you understand the system. And there's so many systems. And that's basically what corporate America and the private sector, even entrepreneurship, it's a system. When you understand it, you start to, to change the game. You do better. You, you get different results. And I think, like I said, there's one of, you're going to do one of three things. There's three different types of people in this space. One, you quit. And you jump to another company for a dollar, dollar fifty more. And when you think about it, it seems like so much more than what it really was. So hypothetically, if you're making $13 an hour and they're like, oh, we're going to pay you $30,000. Oh, well, $30,000 sounds so much more than 13. Absolutely, they just sold you. They basically paid you what is that? A dollar 42 more? Okay, great. Or even say it's a dollar. You're getting 2,000 more dollars a year. You divide that by what? You get 26 paychecks in a year. You get about what? 65% of your check due to taxes, 401k, benefits, all that kind of stuff. So you're getting about, what, $52 a paycheck, which $52 a paycheck, that can do some things for you. But at the same time, you think about it, was that jump really worth it? Because you didn't just get $52 more paycheck. You got to start all over again. And that's the thing that you got to think about. And that's that first type of person. You quit because it got tough or you didn't like it. You weren't getting things as fast as you wanted because you don't understand the system yet. So the game hasn't changed for you. So you made that jump. So now you're right back in the same situation, making $52 more per paycheck, thinking, oh, same thing. I'm not getting paid enough now. I need more money again. What are you going to do? Make another jump and start over again? It's one type of person. The other person, and I got, <laughs> I got friends like this, and I'm not knocking them. They're my people. You quit corporate America and you jump right into entrepreneurship, which can be dope. You're like, yo, I'm my own boss. I got unlimited earning potential. Whatever I make is on me. You're right. Whatever you don't make is also on you. But the, pop, the problem here is most people jump out of that corporate America or private sector or organized job that they had, which is perfectly fine. I encourage it. I'll tell you when in a little bit. But you didn't get the skills you were supposed to get. You didn't get the like negotiation skills. You didn't get the communication skills. You didn't learn how to influence anybody. You didn't learn how to manage a budget. You didn't learn how to create strategy. You didn't learn how to coach people. You didn't learn how to develop people. You didn't learn how to listen. You know what I mean? Like you didn't get the skills you were supposed to get from corporate America before you jumped into that. Don't get me wrong. You can learn it, but now you're going to take longer to learn it. Or I shouldn't say you're going to take longer. You're going to take more lumps to learn it 
versus just sticking in where you were at to learn the skills before you jumped into entrepreneurship. And that's, I mean, that's fine. Eventually, you're going to get it as long as you're willing to stick with it. And I can give you some stories, and I will in a minute, where I wasn't willing to stick with it. I quit. I, I didn't have the, about to say some bad words. I, I didn't have what it took to make it doing that at that time. The third type of person, they figure it out. When I say they figure it out, whether it's corporate America, private sector, entrepreneurship, family man, whatever, they figure it out. And what I mean by that is they start to understand that when they understand the system and figure out the system, the games change for them. So they may not get everything right now. But I tell you this, uh, uh, I don't know, I think a taste of scarcity or not being able to have everything that you want right now is good for you. It keeps you hungry. So that person has started to say, you know what, I want more. But they're probably looking at their current role differently and saying, if I want to get more, I probably have to invest more in this right here, or I have to start paying more outside of here to start developing my personal skills that are going to make me successful in this other business. Because now the game started to change for them because they started to figure out the system. Give you some examples of this. And when I say this, and I'm going to walk you through this, this was not intentional. It's This is something that a bunch of mistakes and you learn from your mistakes, it starts to set you up for success. I'm drinking my tea before bed, excuse me. But my example is I go all the way back, fresh getting out of college. You know, I'm, I'm hustling, I'm bartending, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to make money, right? I tear my Achilles. I couldn't move the way that I wanted to move. So things change. I didn't have health insurance, so now I got to pay more money that I don't have. And you start to think, like, what am I doing? But I start to learn the lesson of, okay, you better have health insurance if you're going to be out here running around going crazy. But that's not the big lesson that ended up coming of this. So now I'm like, you know what? I I get back to work. I do what I got to do to make ends meet, blah, blah, blah. So now I'm like, okay, I got my degree in criminal justice. I'm about to move back. And I have a cousin who works for the FBI. And I'm like, yo. I'm about to move back to Ohio. I want to be an FBI agent. Cool. Go back to Ohio. You need five years of professional experience in the CJ field. Cool. Go back to Ohio. I get a job at a halfway house working with state and federal inmates. I'm going to do this and I'm going to go to FBI, right? Get to this job, basically working at the front desk, checking inmates in, checking their rooms, that kind of stuff. Not a real glorious job. So I get promoted. I'm like, okay, a little bit more money. I'm also bartending on the side. A little bit more money. Now I'm a case manager. Cool. Still bartending on the side. Then I get promoted again. Now I'm an assistant program manager. But I'm still like, I got to make more money, man. I'm not making enough money. Whatever the amount of money I was, I was making. (laughs) Anyway, I had a director. And it's funny. You guys have heard me talk about Pat in the past. And Pat obviously was not my director. Um, But his wife was my director, and she actually introduced me to him. And she was like, yo, you should go sell insurance. You'll make a lot of money. So I'm like, cool. I go meet Pat. He's cool as can be, cool as a fan. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm I'm, I'm out. I jump into the insurance game, and I I wasn't built for it yet. Like, nothing was guaranteed. And I'd been struggling. I wasn't worried about the struggle, but it was like, yo, I'm not doing this. I I have weeks. I think my biggest week was like $8,000. And I'm like, oh my goodness. 
And then I remember Pat humbled me because he asked me, what did you, che- you get on your check this week? And I showed him. And then he showed me a check that was something silly, like $75,000 or something. And I was like, all right, let me go get on this phone. But anyway, so on insurance, I didn't like the fact that I couldn't control. I didn't feel like I could control my income, so I quit. Bad idea. Talked about this a lot. Like quitting is always bad, especially if you haven't got everything you're supposed to get from what you were in. But anyway, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go work in this call center. Start working in this call center. You guys have heard the story about this. So I'm also working at UPS, driving a forklift. I'm also bartending. Cool. Not sleeping much, so I'm an angry person. But and still, it hasn't clicked for me. I, I, I still haven't started to understand the system. The, the game definitely hasn't changed for me. It's still hard, real hard, and I feel like it's getting harder. So... As I'm thinking about this and I'm going through life and I'm just like, man, how long can I really do this? UPS, blessing in disguise. I always gave them my schedule because I had to leave to go to my other job. One day, my uh, supervisor in in the factory or that kind of setting, they don't talk the same way they do in corporate America, private settings or private sector. So he has some choice words and I say some things to him and I can't repeat them because my mom still to this day, she would probably still try to give me a whooping, but that's another story. So I quit working at UPS and in my head, I'm at my desk now at my call center job and I'm like, yo, I got to find another job and something just clicked. Like, no, you just got to start putting more time into this, developing your craft. And I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you what it was, what made me start thinking differently, but something sitting at my desk and I, I know exactly where I was sitting in that building, something clicked like, no, you got to start putting time into this. So I literally started listening to people on the phone around me, getting their talking points. I'm like, all right, cool. Started to get a couple of promotions, move up, still bartending. So I'm, I'm starting to make more money. And that was my focus then. Like that was success for me, like money, 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 money. And even to this day, like I don't talk about money as far as getting money as much as I used to. It's still a very, it's, it's important. It's important now. Obtaining wealth, and I had something on social media the other day about this. Obtaining wealth, that's not the thing. What you do with it is. Like, that's, that's the thing. What are you going to do with it when you get it? That's a whole nother podcast. But what I'm saying is, as I was in this mode or this model of, okay, I'm starting to understand I got to put more time in this craft, I started listening to the people around me, which I probably should have been doing. I started trying to understand how can I learn more? How do I move up? What are the people above me doing? Started mimicking them, listening to them, taking their coaching advice. So from there, a couple of promotions, like I said, went to a team coach role, jumped into a recruiter role. And that's when I started interacting with like managers more often, not really directors. I sat in a couple of meetings and listened to directors and VPs, but that's when it clicked for me. Like, yo, if I put enough time into this, I can make as much money as I want in this. So most people probably don't think of it like that. I did. But I started to understand the system. And when I say I understand the system, I started to work a little bit differently. I started to do things a little bit differently. Of course, that next question is, Zoe, what were you doing? What did you do differently? I started, the first thing I did, create this thing called water. W-A-T-R. What is water, Right. What are they reading? And I don't care what level you're at right now. I encourage you to take this advice. What are they reading? I was going to managers, directors, even VPs asking, what are you reading? 
What do you mean? I even asked our CEO when I was he's CEO now at Discover. I even asked him, what is he reading? Because I wanted to understand, and some of it was a hustle, to be honest with you. I want to understand what you're reading, because if I understand what you're reading at, at your level, it's probably related to your business. I worked in the same business as you. I'm in a support group, so I support your function. So if I understand what you're reading, and I know what you're reading, and I'm reading it, I understand where you're getting some of your ideas. I understand what you're probably talking to some of your friends about outside of work. So now our conversation isn't as transactional. Now we have a mutual piece that we're connected to. So now you know I'm working on my craft to try to improve your business. So now we have a different relationship. So one, water. What are they reading? Two, first in, last out. Now when I say first in, last out, Almost every single morning, I was the first one. I say almost because, well, we won't talk about that. 90% of the time, the first one, and I'm turning the lights on. It was a point of mine. My, my manager, manager slash senior manager at that point, Dave, I would never let him beat me to work, ever. And even if I got done with my work before he was done, I'm going to figure something else out to do because he's going to leave before I leave. And that's some of it's the the image piece of it, like the mental. They see me there when they got there. They see me still there when they leave. Now, don't go in there and waste time while you in there grind. But some of that is the mental piece of it. Make sure you're first and make sure you leave last and make sure your results show the time that you spent there was worth it. Third, this is the piece that's really hard for people. Help people. Talk about being first in, or first in, last out. You talk about the water, reading, trying to figure out what they're doing, where their ideation comes from. Help your peers. I had a very humbling lesson when it came to teamwork in my, in my work uh, when I was first started recruiting. My, me and my teammate, I won't tell the whole story, Adam, you know what I'm talking about. We didn't meet a goal. My senior manager didn't care who didn't meet their portion of it. It was we didn't do it as a team. So that's where it bought into, I got bought into, yo, we have to win. So help your peers out. Meet your goal, exceed your goal, but start helping your peers so the team wins. Because then your peers start to get more bought into you. And don't get me wrong, at first they're going to shun your help like, nah, I'm good. Help them anyway. Figure out what kind of help they can do or what kind of help you can do for them. Because even if it's the grunt work, do it. They'll appreciate it. Let them get the praise for it. But then when it comes time for that promotion, y'all already buddy-buddy. You've been grinding. You've been helping them. So now they look at you a little bit different. Do the right thing. I know it's hard. It's tough sometimes. You make a mistake, own it. Own it. It's going to be uncomfortable. But that uncomfortable feeling, as we've talked about so many times, it's when you learn the most. Like that, That's the space where we don't like to be, but we should live there. You get uncomfortable. You learn more. You progress. I don't know what number this is, like 90, but... Accept challenges, like literally get uncomfortable, get embarrassed when they put out new challenges. Hey, can someone volunteer for this? Do it. I don't care if you know nothing about it, volunteer for it. Why? Because you're going to figure it out because you're, you're uncomfortable. And the fact is when a manager, director, VP, CEO, whatever, we have to call on people to take it. It's already got a, a, a negative content, a not negative content to it. Like, dang, no one wants to volunteer for this. No one really wants to own this. Volunteer for stuff, grab it, own it, ask questions, ask for help, but take it, get uncomfortable because the next time, (laughs) the only thing consistent in business 
even outside of business, it's change. The next time it's not going to be as uncomfortable. And the next time you'll be able to help someone because you can talk them through some of the challenges you ran into by going first. And that's one piece of understanding the system is going first. Go first. You get the experience first. And last, lastly, I would say when I looked at my career and things that I've done so far and things that I encourage you to do is be consistent. And when I say consistent, consistency, it, whew, this, is, uh, this is different because people can be consistent with their words. And this is something I was thinking about today while I was running. You can be consistent with your words. You can have the best intentions. But when you take your conversations and your intentions and you compare them to actions, they mean nothing. Because if your words and your intentions are great, but your actions are trash, people think you're trash. I know that sounds harsh, but that's real. That's why you've got to be very mindful and thoughtful. And don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. I have definitely said, hey, I'm going to do this and missed it. Definitely. But the goal is to be more conscious of that because people don't judge you based off your intentions. They, they judge you based off your actions. So if you're talking about understanding the game, understanding the system so you can change the game, you say stuff that you're going to do. Now, when sometimes you're going to commit to things that, yeah, you're not going to be able to work 40 hours. Yeah, you got to work 50 hours this week. Yeah, you got to work 60 hours this week. Oh, yeah, you got to work additional hours this day. But if you're trying to change the game, you've got to understand the system. And when you start to understand the system and you can be reliable, you're accountable, and people know you get good results, you start to win a little bit quicker. People start wanting you to do things for them. People are like, oh, yo, let me get so-and-so. He's, he's nice. But if you're not willing to do that, you're not willing to understand the system. Because even if you understand the system, the game will change for you. But if you're not willing to put the work in to maintain or to to allow the game to change where you're currently at, you kind of wasted your time understanding what the, what the game is or what the system is. So I'll say this, and I didn't plan on this being this long, but when we think about the game changes when you understand the system, sometimes you have to get broken, embarrassed, humbled, like just to understand the system because you don't want to be in that space again. And a lot of times we look at things and if we make an error, we think people define us by that error. But the fact of the matter is when you make that error, you start to define yourself as that error. And then people start to define you as you define yourself. So when you make a mistake, so what? Learn from it. That's the best thing you could have done is made that mistake because now you know what not to do. So start thinking that way. So other people start looking at you like, man, he or she is resilient. They bounce back. Because now you're starting to understand the game. <laughs> so the system's going to start to understand the system. So the game's going to change. And that's, that's, just, that's just what it is. And I think even when you're thinking about this, there's two different, I shouldn't say two different types of people. Everyone's different. And as you start to understand the system, the game changes, right? We've talked about that the last 25 minutes or 20 minutes. And you see some people excuse me, you see some people, their parents are uber successful or they're running businesses or whatever it may be. So they get to skip a couple steps in the process. And then you have other people. And this is the space where I feel like I came from. They've been grinding, like literally been grinding. Talk about that Nipsey Hussle song, grinding all your life. Just grinding to get what they can get. Trying to get a little more. And I think looking at those two types of people, 
like, well, do this. And this is no disrespect to my parents. I love my parents. They weren't in a position when I was a young adult to be like, you need to do X, Y, and Z to get to this level. But the thing I appreciate so much about them, and this is something if you come from privilege, most of the time you probably didn't get. My parents worked their ass off, like literally grinding. I think about before my mom met my stepdad, working two and three jobs. And then when they met, they're still both grinding. And I'm like, yo, at that time I didn't appreciate it. But now I look at it like you can't teach that. Like what they had is not something that you could teach to another adult. You just can't. So as you look at that and you say, okay, the person that came from privilege or the person that came from, you know, their parents were already making it. They got to skip a couple steps. Then you've got the kid that came from not as much and he's been grinding real hard. But he starts to understand the system. So the game changed for him. So now you put those two on the same playing field. As an individual who I am and even a leader who I am. I would much rather try to teach someone a skill than try to teach someone work ethic. And now don't confuse what I'm saying as people that come from privilege. Oh, they don't have any work ethic because I know some people that parents were beasts when they got started. And I guarantee if you sit them in the room, they're going to try to take your head off. They are uber competitive. Work ethic, work ethic is crazy. So I'm not saying everyone's like that. But most, I would much rather try to teach someone a skill than try to teach someone work ethic. And as we, we, I want to close this up, but as I think about closing this podcast out and I was thinking as I'm making these talking points earlier, I'm thinking the careers or the steps I had in my career, I encourage each of you as you approach this week, approach it a little bit different because obviously I want you to start to try to understand the system so the game can change for you. But here's the reason. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I do a lot of reading on this. I can't say if it's going to be 10 years, 15 years from now. All entry-level positions, they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone due to AI or artificial intelligence. So, you know, if you're a parking attendant, if you're a call center worker, not all call center work, but I bet a good piece of it, if not all of it, um, I don't know, a grocery clerk, a cashier, a host, like the front desk person at the hotel. I think all those jobs are going to be gone because all that stuff can be automated or artificial intelligence can do it. When we talk about like the call center and we talk about right now, people don't like when their, their calls are shipped overseas. Well, think about this, how good artificial intelligence is right now. They'll have you go into the queue like they do now, a system. Why are you calling? Pick one through five options. Great. Based off your consumer information, they're going to be able to tell, like, where's your challenge at? They're going to route you to a certain bot who's going to answer your questions or help take your payment or whatever it may be. The reason I say that is not to scare you to say, oh, my goodness, I got I to gotta do this. You, you do need a sense of urgency. But I'm telling you this because I want you to approach your work week different this week. Like, stop waiting. Like, do it now. Like, stop putting stuff off. You see the challenge. Go get it. Approach your work week like, yo. I'm coming to work or I'm coming to wherever you're going tomorrow morning where you get paid. Go there. Look at it differently. Don't look at it like you're going to work. Look at it like I'm coming here to get new skills that are going to help me run my own business. I'm coming here to monetize my skill set. Learn the things you need to learn right now for free. You're basically getting a free education every day when you go to work if you're willing to learn from what you're doing. If you're not, 
cool. Keep coasting. Watch those people that outwork you, how quickly they pass you. So I encourage you this week, make this week, like literally make this week your best week because you're going to be intentional about it. Like, yo, what skill can I learn this week? Pick one or two skills. Like I'm going to start learning this on a weekly basis until I master it. Why not? Make work a challenge. Get something out of it. Learn as much as you possibly can because like I said, when you understand the system, the game changes. And I'm going to leave you guys with this. And this is something that my mentor, I swear, and it's, <laughs> it's frustrating. I've probably said this before on a podcast. Sometimes he reaches out to me just to check and see how's everything going. Cool. I love it. Most of the time I'm reaching out to him because I have a challenge that I'm either frustrated with or something I need help figuring out. And he never gives me the exact answer. He gives me the answer, but it's not like, yo, go do this. It's always things that make me think about it. Imagine that. So as I'm on the phone, I always write it at the top of my paper before we even start talking. I'm going to leave you with these. He says six to me, but I'm going to leave you with these five. Figure out how to win. Figure out how to win. Because again, the game changes when you figure out the system. And my challenge to you is start trying to figure out the system. Get ahead. Like you, you are supposed to be great. Embrace your greatness. Go get it. As always, I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Be great. Think about it.